0: أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا لا ولا أولادكم الله <تصفيق> وَمِنْ يَفْعَلُ ذَلِكَ say that, you are مِمَّا رَزَقُنَاكُمْ مِنِ قَبْلِ the one whos the الْمَوْتُ فيقول فيقول ربي الأول أخرتني إلى عجل قريب فأصدق وأكون من الصالحين ولي الله نفس عداجة أجل والله بما تعملون خبير Bismillahi arrahmani arrahim. Kuru allahu Allahu samad. Lem yelid wa lem yelid wa lem yakullahu kufuan aha'ad. Sadakallahu al-Adim. <coughs> <coughs>
1: Um, on the SE forum today there was a, uh, there was a run of commentary that I, I must admit I kind of I, I don't think I entirely understood it all. But um, uh, uh, and I I may actually repeat something that I've repeated very spoken about very recently. Um, But it does occur to me. um it's helpful to start off uh, with a, with a, just uh, considering how immensely improbable things are um you know um, so this is in the context of people um, basically, questioning suffering: Why did Allah make suffering, and why is there oppression in the world, and why is there abuse in the world? And um, and then there's a, a, an undertone to that of saying, you know, um, you know, how can one speak of a merciful Rabb if this was? Uh, I, I may, that might be a misinterpretation of what I heard, but there was that theme to it. So, so as a I think it's useful to consider to start off just by how extraordinarily miraculous the absolutely common and everyday is. How enormously improbable. I mean, it's, you know, um, the things that have had to happen for us to be here now that would have started with, you know, all the kind of. the kind of the, the, the basic forces of physics being created in one moment of the big bang and everything beyond that, every single iteration of creation is actually against the, uh, you know, the sort of the, the law of thermodynamics that suggests that everything is cast in entropy. So, so that, I mean, so we're billions of years hence, every step of the way is in an unlikely direction. And, like, it's an extraordinarily unlikely. Direction. Every step of the way is, like, stupendously improbable to have produced us here. So it's not... So it's one thing confirming and affirming the miraculous nature of your own life by looking at your body and, you know... But the, the, it, is, it is... This is just the tail end of, a, of, a, of an enormous story of... You know, millennia that have produced your life—all um, necessary conditions that are to make this human experience possible. This that you, you in this bizarre, and improbable sort of bag of skin with four appendages and two eyes to plump on top. top. Mm. You know, I mean, it's a, its an extraordinary thing. Mm. And and also, just the improbable nature of staying alive. I mean, how many things could kill you right now? It is an impossible number of things. I mean, there are people, there are 800,000 human beings who have died in the last six months from a thing that you can't even see, it's so small. From that to entire species being wiped out by a meteor strike. Anything in between. So so, so if, you, if you just calculated the odds of continuing, as opposed to the odds of absolute catastrophic annihilation, moment by moment, the odds of annihilation beat the odds of continuing in every moment. The, the, the number of things that can go wrong right now are infinite. So why on earth have you taken the next breath? So not only are you floating in the sea of the miraculous, the sea of the extraordinary, most incredibly improbable series of events, the very fact that you could walk through this door and leave again through the same door, that's stupendously improbable. So, so, so in a sense, we de- we're deadened to... Uh, how things are. We don't see how things are. We have... We, we, we don't... We, we look past this ocean of blessing to pick the one curse. And we say that curse is the truth. Mm. And we don't realize that that curse that we pick actually says more about our conditional motive, what we want from life, what will satisfy us about life, rather than, than about the objective reality. The objective reality is that, you know... Uh, it is the one cursing an ocean of blessings, mm. necessarily so <clears throat> now we we are kind of set up like this, so there is um there's sort of an evolutionary principle that he who knows what 's dangerous stays alive you know so i mean so. So, yes, I mean, we're nervous of the mushrooms because grandfather ate that one and it killed him. So watch out for mushrooms. And we're nervous of rocks because cousin, Lip, he flipped over the rocks one day and there was a a path out of sitting and and bit him and he died. So so we're like that. We kind of we're always scouting for the disaster. Mm. You know, we kind of like like got our antenna out. You know, it's like the lowest parts of ourselves. Um, the non-reflective subs parts of ourselves are immediately looking for the danger, and we get we get a don't do that. We get a perverse pleasure mm. out of um, out of spotting the danger and finding the, and reminding each other of the danger. Mm. So um, uh, I mean, I've mentioned this before here, but my brother um, uh, was a, a, a newscaster for the SABC, um, and he. They had a a show in the 70s on Springbok Radio. It had a very short airtime because they had to kill it eventually. It was a good news show. I think it ran on a Thursday or something. A good news show. Uh, Because they said, well, you know, everybody's complaining. We're always only putting out bad news, bad news. This thing had zero listenership. (laughs) They had to stop the show. (laughs) Uh, You know, I mean, good just isn't interesting you know I mean you know, show me the disaster that's interesting <laughs> show me the the blood and the gore that's interesting the sun came up this morning it was so you so, so we kind of like that we sort of wired to to spot the 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 flaw, you know and the flaws that we spot are increasingly an indication of who we are mm-hmm. our own uh, Requirements of life, and um, uh, you know, sort of. Uh, um, I mean, clearly, you can only be irritated in places where you're irritable. Uh, um, you know, uh, so um, uh, uh, you yeah, know, if 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 I was if I was completely unconditional about any situation that I'm in, then I would be absolutely unassailable. I mean, I can, nothing could happen to me that would knock me off balance because I, you know, I don't need that, anything. You know, so, so as soon as things are wrong or, or, dis, or, or, or bad or uncomfortable, that says something about what I've chosen to pick out out of the morass of blessing that one negative experience. So so this means that no matter how legitimate the victim narrative is, it is false. Necessarily so. Oh, but this child was immensely abused. Nobody's blessing the abuse. Obviously, that would be horribly perverse. But the child is still alive. There's still a lot more going on that is good and right and wholesome. It's not all damage. you know. Because if it wasn't the case, it would be dead. But it's not dead. So there's got to be more going right than going wrong. And you, have, you are not helpful to that person if you don't help them to find that which is the blessing rather than the curse of their life. No matter how legitimate the complaint about the curse is, surely. So the person has a choice. They've got maybe 30 years to go before Malakil Moat comes and knocks on the door for them. They can choose two things. They can spend the last 30 years trying to navigate past the, the ill feeling relating to their damage by trying to find something to affirm in their life. You know, or they can mire themselves in the resentment of what's been done to them. So, so, so what's the kinder thing to do? What, what is actually the more humane thing to do? To sit with a person and the and, and same heap of misery and, you know, and affirm, and, you know, there's nothing to be, it's all so dark. Well, I mean, what, how is that helpful to anybody? Really? And then the most extraordinary thing, you know, when you speak like this to someone, sometimes I get this thing, but you're insensitive. How can, that's not Insensitive. I mean, how on earth are you helpful to anybody who's mired in the muck of self-pity if you go and swim in the muck with them? I mean, how on earth does that help anybody? So, compassion, empathy, cannot be vindicating, endorsing victimhood of any nature. Fundamentally, categorically. Cannot be. You know, it's the human condition to suffer loss. This is our condition. And it's precisely the fact that we can suffer loss that produces the possibility for us to recognize just how extraordinary going on actually is. Mm. So we had one of our children, uh, not fortunately, well, that's a miserable thing to say, but I mean, one of the children who grew up in my house got killed in a car crash nobody's celebrating the fact that he's dead but I can tell you this I am so keenly aware of the blessing of my other children because of that death I now understand deeply just how precious life is and how easily it can go and of the children who, I, who are still with us I I I pray for them every day and I, I I I I am grateful for them every day, recognizing that they're still there. So loss has a purpose. Loss has a pur- the purpose of loss is to show you just how, how fine the thread of improbability is that we are balanced over on the uh, over the precipice and the abyss. Catastrophe is here. It's, here, it's here, it's here, and you're here, mm. subhanAllah. Mm. And then somebody who says to him, yes, but now what about somebody who, who, who was only alive for two years and then there was this tsunami and they kind of, okay, were they alive for two years? So in the totality of that life, had more gone right than gone wrong, must have gone right, otherwise it would not have been conceived in the first place. Mm -hmm. So no matter how enormous and catastrophic the apparent failure and loss is, there's still more to affirm than to negate. But what you have to understand is that there's a part of your kind of primitive survival system which immediately tries to pick up the negation, the negative, you know, and it takes real um, reflective work to work, to pull yourself out of the mire of, uh, of, of self-pity so that you can gain perspective and see the thing as it is, see the blessing that is there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That is work. And that's exactly the reflective work that, is, that this path is concerned. This path is concerned with discovering that there is a rub and that it's not speculative. That this is not an opinion based or, you know, that we can then debate with an atheist or whatever. There's, no, no, no. It's first-hand experience. But it's first-hand experience that's, that's rooted in the fact that you've placed yourself in a, in a position where you can truly recognize how improbable it is that you're here in the first place. That if, you know, if the, this is so extraordinarily unproblematized. Certainly I'm not here because I'm clever. You know, I mean, I'm not clever enough to make my guts peristalt properly. Honestly. Anybody who's suffered constipation can affirm that. <laughs> uh, so now, now, now you think you're going to manage your life. You can't even manage your gastrointestinal tract. <laughs> you're not in charge of anything. You—I mean—you're just floating in this extraordinary symphony of, like, an infinite number of instruments playing absolutely the right thing. Comp- you know, just and not to really recognize that is to do violence to the truth. Grant us, mm-hmm. May grant us nearness to
0: him,
1: may grant us annihilation in him, mm-hmm. may grant us death before we die. Mm-hmm.
0: In Allah, Allah Allah